0: Everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? <laughs> well, I'm really glad you asked. My name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host, Gizmo. Gizmo, the dog. I can hear you in the background. But
1: I think Sienna's getting home. He's he's going pretty wild out there, and oh. I, I I don't let I don't let him in the room where I'm recording, because else then I have to let him out. It's just, it's a whole thing.
0: That's a and whole... i got to
1: sit through him barking for a little while. I'm Josh.
0: <laughs> well, thank goodness I dominate most of our conversations anyway. Well, Josh thank and goodness. I are best friends. We've been best friends since high school, into the beyond, into the grave, under the ground. Make us into worm food, babies. We come together once a week. We talk about a movie from our beautiful childhood. We talk about it through our luscious glossy, 32-year-old eyes, and we decide whether they've aged well. At the end of these episodes, these movies get a rating of either Be Kind and Rewind or Eject and Reject, denoting whether they're worth your time or whether they're simply a wreck.
1: Are your eyes finally getting glossy? Because, man, like, I'm definitely, like, my eyes are getting cracked and hardened and glossy and gross and
0: grimy in 90s (laughs) i don't know about 90s but i did have i mean i always thought that that was not really a thing where people were like oh yeah your eyes did but i actually did have a thing a couple of weeks ago where i woke up
1: just getting glossy eyes and i
0: couldn't open my left eye uh what happened i don't know i just am getting old i guess like, there, nothing else happened. It just was for, like, the first five to ten minutes of the day, I, like, got up and I was like, oh, I can't, I guess I can't open my left eye right now. And then I went and peed and washed my hands and, and like, midway through brushing my teeth, I was like, oh, okay, I can open my eye now. Wait, but, like, was it just
1: stuck or, like, it was, it was too heavy? Was, it just was stuck crest <laughs> I,
0: I don't know i want to
1: know i Kenya know you show
0: <laughs> we watched that recently actually we did no we we did whenever i say we you always think it's you and well yeah because you're me. talking to me i'm sorry morgan and i watched tarzan as part of our we're still for long-time listeners we're still in the midst of our disney Marathon. When is it going to
1: end? I'm, I'm almost getting mad that Dude, you guys are I'm, still doing it. I'm
0: just about over it, too, because we watched that, and then we've also watched like Doug's first movie recently.
1: Oh. And that's when
0: I was like, oh, boy.
1: Wouldn't boy. Pat, it's all over when Patty gets a haircut.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, but, Josh, we're not talking about any of those movies. We're talking what movie... I forgot how to do this when we don't have a guest. (laughs) What movie are we talking about? We watch Demolition Man. (laughs) Demolition Man. (laughs) Why, 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 why? Directed. Oh, I haven't done that since like season one. Demolition Man, 1993 American science fiction action film directed by Marco Brambia. a Canadian man starring Sylvester Stallone. Canadian. We've got Wesley Snipples in this one. Wesley Snipples. <laughs> Wesley Snipples. Okay. We've got Sandy Bullies, of friend of the podcast. Sandy Bullies, um, and then a bunch of other, bunch of other Wesley
1: Snipes and Sandra Bullock for all of you. We're really leaning in heavy on the nicknames today.
0: I I don't know why I I have never said Wesley Snipples before, and if there's anybody <laughs> who would be the most upset about well, hearing Wesley, Wesley Snipples, Snipples
1: <laughs> sounds like. It's like if you if somebody did like an off-brand house elf from Harry Potter, (laughs) except it you know instead of Dobby, instead of Wesley Snipples, (laughs) Wesley Snipples except they're short but and very stout and they chain smoke (laughs) and they wear one of those visors when you gamble and they just complain about um. The prices of cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> Wesley Snipples. <laughs> Wesley
0: Snipples. What a what a character. Thank you for oh. adding that into my brain. Wow. Where the lucky
1: strikes? <laughs> I I can I can't get into it.
0: Yeah, I like I liked it. Josh, do you want to you want to hit him with a synopsis?
1: Okay, we got a synopsis here by John Wiggums. I'm going to go for a little oh, bit yeah. of a longer one. I feel like it.
0: All right. All
1: right. In 1996 Los Angeles, the t- 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 t-
0: All right, that's it. (laughs) Off to a great start.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go for a long
0: one. Here we go. I mean, that's it. That's all you
1: need. In 1996 Los Angeles, the streets are ruled by acts of violence and terror. Nothing and nobody is safe. Mm. Simon Phoenix is one of the worst criminals that Los Angeles has ever seen, and only one man can stop him. Police officer John Spartan. When John arrested Phoenix, he was surprisingly found as an accessory to the recent crime and was also sent to the cryo prison. (gasps) during spartan's 36 year sentence los angeles's theme and society had drastically changed from one of violence to one of peace phoenix revived for a parole hearing managed to escape that's why he was revived Hmm. uh uh managed to escape and used los angeles to his advantage uh the police are unable to stop him with their non-violent solutions have no choice but to release spartan to stop him (laughs) 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 okay uh now spartan not only has to stop is this still going to a yes but now spartan not only has to stop phoenix but to adapt himself to the future society he has no knowledge about honestly like hearing all of that out loud after watching it it just made me like laugh all over again
0: (laughs) no spoilies no spoilies no spoilies for how you for how you experienced it Oh man! Um,
1: uh, oh, so Evan, uh, just to lead us off, I think you've been suggesting this movie as a movie <laughs> we do since our like third episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this one... was
1: like your first. Hey, let's! Oh, we it worked. we were
0: doing a podcast. Let's do this one, and it's somehow fallen through Wait a minute. The what are you talking about? We... Hey, it worked. We're doing a pod like like I had to manipulate you into doing a podcast. I was like, oh, "Okay, it actually is going." All right, now we can watch this I think movie. we had to manipulate
1: ourselves into it cuz it was <laughs> like we we didn't we didn't know what we were doing.
0: No. I mean, I guess I guess that's kind of true. Just the way you said that, I was like, "Wait a minute." But also, yeah. I mean, isn't that how all how all podcasts start? No, but yeah, this one um yeah, it was my pick this week, and this one has been a long-standing like on the to-do list for the podcast for sure over the last like two two and a half years, however long we've been doing this. Um, this was in the this was in the Crockett family DVD drawer, so you know we've we've already gone beyond the shelf. And we're we're thick into the drawer. So This is one of those movies. I, I was
1: kind of hoping I was kind of hoping that this would actually be like an OG shelf pick, but you know, no. We're
0: up. we're done with all the shelf all the shelf picks. Sadly, we we already worked our we worked our way through them. This is so hard work, um, but uh, we we maneuvered our way through the shelf, and now we're in the drawer. So this is one of the ones where, for people that don't know what I'm talking about. It's, you know, you only have access to so many things. I mean, nowadays, obviously, you can just rent everything from Google Play or see it on YouTube for free or whatever. But back in the day, it was like, oh, you know, we upper middle class family, but we still only had like maybe 20 to 30 movies to watch at any given time. Um, and this was one of them. I don't really remember watching this one with my brothers um, or my family at all. Just for whatever reason, we we had it. Um, and it was my introduction to sliced alone uh, obviously most known for like Rambo and Rocky um, but I really did not know him at all before this movie and same for Wesley Snipes uh, you know I, I didn't watch blade or um, any of the other movies that he's, that he's been in Um so yeah, this one was just like a, a kind of a go-to popcorn flick for a young white male brain. Um, had, and it was
1: just what was available to you.
0: Yeah, it just was, it was there. Um, and, and Sandra Bullock, I think, I think I was kind of like, oh yeah, Sandra Bullock and Speed, I kind of remember that. And like Miscongeniality Congeniality is another one that we'll eventually get to. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it kind of had that going on. Had you, had you seen this, heard of it? Well, what's your background?
1: uh i i totally not on my radar at all i i think this movie has been kind of in passing shown to me not like not like actually seeing the movie but somebody it like ends up in like buzzfeed quizzes or somebody just kind of in an ironic sense of like oh here's a good movie or (laughs) here's like a weird one like i feel like there was an episode of like between two ferns, where like somebody refers to one of the starring people as this as like, oh Sandra Bullock, the actor from uh, Demolition band. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what she's. It's best kind of a punchline. Like something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So, <laughs> I uh, I got I got nothing with this movie. It I wasn't really raised on Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't My either. dad yeah i mean i and as we already know a lot of the my movie taste started with you know what my dad was showing me and he didn't really get on the rocky movies too hard i i got into those later in life uh and mm. even the rambo movies i think my dad liked making fun of ram uh sylvester Stallone <laughs> more than his movies because yeah. i remember him doing like the impression a lot
0: yeah yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah it's a fun one yeah
1: i was more it, this was another situation i know you've had other movies like this where you came with this one as a kid and i was a little surprised not necessarily because it was a sci-fi because we do lots of those but i don't know just there was something about this one in particular that i was like oh this was must have been one that evan just it's what was available.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's true. This one is not me at all. Like if you if you're familiar with the movie and you know me, you're probably also are like, "Why did he watch this a bunch?" Like, you know, Star Wars kind of makes sense and Shrek makes sense and all those, but this this one is definitely kind of an outlier, which is part of the reason why I wanted to rewatch it because I I have not seen it since I was a little, you know, I guess since I was a, a youngish teenager. Um I mean, you must have some positive memories attached to it because you've been suggesting it so many times. Well, yeah, because because I know that it's kind of an outlier. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I know that it's something that that might be kind of interesting to to talk about. Production back history. I mean, th- this movie is it's it is well known. Like Josh mentioned, it's it's kind of a punchline for a lot of um, for a lot of modern references. It, it's it's like a I think a lot of people consider it kind of a fun, bad, good movie um there's a lot of pop culture references throughout it so a lot of the production back history is just like oh yeah taco bell in other countries they changed it all to pizza hut because they didn't know like in other countries they didn't have taco bell yet so it was like oh yeah let's make it pizza hut instead um one thing that i thought was crazy was that stallone wanted jackie chan to be the bad guy and Jackie Chan turned it down because he didn't want to play a bad guy. And they had to like, they had to spend a bunch of time trying to convince Wesley Snipes to do it. They asked him like seven times if he would do it before he finally said yes. That's
1: not surprising, honestly.
0: Really? You probably know yeah. more about Wesley Snipes than I do. I mean, is this a huge deviation well, for him or what?
1: It's, it's not that it's a huge deviation. I'm just trying to look at this role like I, I've so after watching this movie and kind of thinking about, because I I didn't I'm not coming in with any knowledge about its release and it's how it was taken back then. I mean Maybe, you know, more than I do, but I'm just trying to imagine that role that Wesley Snipes had, that character, mm-hmm. like on paper and trying to sell that to a celebrity as this is something that's going to help your career. Mm instead of like it just being like kind of like a fun one i yeah. mean I, I don't mean that to be like disparaging as it is just like because jackie Chan- i i almost, i yeah, i've I been can... doing a little bit of research on him lately for like something else and oh, okay, i know yeah. that he's turned down like some uh some villain roles before because he doesn't he doesn't want to be that to his audience but yeah. i'm not surprised he turned this down like hmm. at all have, have you seen the blade movies
0: no i haven't i'd, I'd be interested in seeing those
1: i really lo- so that's actually i have more not i have more experience in those than i do anything related to Sylvester Stallone. i mean yeah yeah guess guess why because it's in like the horror sci-fi genre i mean yeah. it's technically marvel but it's wesley snipes going around and killing vampires and in the sequels they turn into like vampire hybrid monster things it's just it's fucking cool movies i would recommend yeah. those let's we should
0: <laughs> let's sow the seed for future blade Sow
1: movies. the seed for wesley snipples as
0: think. <laughs> ew gross i have to go wash my mouth out with soap so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back more tapes 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 after this
2: hey y'all Here and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by audible audible is the leading platform for audiobooks if you're listening to this podcast we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes and audible has a nearly endless catalog including podcasts theatrical performances comedy and audible originals you won't hear anywhere else Download Audible on the platform of your choice, to listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do! Then visit audible.com tapes 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 for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes 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 for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right now, let's get back to the show.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Um,
1: no, you don't get to do that on the comeback from the break where you leave me. I, what
2: do hey you mean? everybody.
0: Oh Welcome back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Just, just keep going. Just do whatever you want with me, Dad.
1: So wow, tired. I really got you to roll over
0: on that one. Just, just
1: by do, yeah. uh, leading lady down a road, and then the road's a dead end. I <laughs> need to do that to you more often. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like Jack Nicholson in The Shining.
0: Oh, he died. Wait, are we back? What's happening? Um, I don't know. Demolition Man. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I hope we're back <laughs> on you
1: saying Demolition Man. <laughs> And they didn't hear any of that. Well, yeah, that's how you edited it. That's wow. Yeah. I heard that. that's great.
0: This is a good it a wow. strong choice. It was a bold choice. Um so yeah, Dem- Demolition Man, because you hadn't seen it, I'm I'm kind of curious. Like what was your what was your situation? Did you watch it with Sienna? Was this an alone flick?
1: You know, there's I I very rarely watch these with her, uh just because right now she's smart. <laughs> well that too she's 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 picky about that understandably yeah but anytime we're coming together to watch something for the most part it's something it's a safe choice because we need we need a decompression moment like we've been watching mostly baywatch the original series (laughs) even though season two is not proving to be as fun as the first season Hmm. and we were watching like a lot of horror movies we watched splice
0: yeah, yeah, we we talked about that, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: we did That's talk about it. crazy. I've talked about it with a couple of people.
0: I love how for you... You
1: side. <laughs> you.
0: I love how for you, Splice is a safe choice. Like, how is that? Oh, yeah,
1: we could get much deeper.
0: Okay, anyway, so you so you didn't watch uh, it together. So,
1: no, I, I, I watched this. Uh, I was kind of distracted while I was watching this. I was watching it while I was, like, working on some resume stuff and, like... Uh, mm. I definitely watched all of it, but I, I had a lot of other things going on so I kind of like pressed it in.
0: Oh uh, that's why you because when you read the synopsis you seemed you seemed continually surprised.
1: Well I, was like, I think well. that there's some I, I, I maybe there was just something that I missed but his, I thought that the reason for him getting unfrozen was just because they needed. Just the way that they phrased it of, like, the, uh, a parole hearing, it just sounded very, like, this is something very rudimentary What like, they unfrozen because they had no fucking idea what to do.
0: Well, they, that's why they unfroze Sly Stallone, but the reason they, they unfroze Wesley Snipes is a parole hearing.
1: Oh, I guess I missed that part. There. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> let's get really nitty-gritty into the details of fucking Demolition Man. Oh my hey, that's god. That's why
1: we're here. That's why we do this. <clears throat> I you know, the half the fun of this is uh looking at the notes that I wrote and trying to understand why I wrote the things that I wrote down.
0: Okay. Yeah, what
1: <laughs> So, the first note that I wrote down after watching this for 15 minutes is what is earth? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, "What, what is it?" I mean? And I actually remember that one because I think my favorite thing about this movie it's how it predicts what future technology is going to look yeah. like. Yeah, it's so good. In it's this movie. it's the well, let's funniest, talk about the technology.
0: It's the this, funniest uh, part thing. of this movie. I mean, yeah, they for people don't who who don't know what we're talking about. This movie it starts in 1996, but and it actually came out in '93, and then there's basically like a fish out of water time. Time travel thing where Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone both get get defrosted in twenty thirty two, so it's, twelve so, years from actual now is what in the nineties they imagined it would be like in you know forty years for them. Um, just
1: all you have to do is take the plot of the first Austin Powers movie and put a really. <laughs> 90s sci-fi polish
0: on it yeah exactly it's 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 exactly the same thing you got they defrosted the good guy to to catch the bad guy um but yeah absolutely the technology is, is just so like hilarious and and there's so many pop culture references from this movie like the three seashells that's always something um that that people remember about this movie or that i remember really strongly about this movie and like um, and swearing, like how if you swear in this world, there's microphones everywhere and you'll hear, a, you are marked one credit for well, profanity language. just
1: break that down a little bit, the, this new generation that they have is everything, essentially everything negative has been taken out of society. Right. So everything's illegal because why not? and everybody's super coddled it's
0: if it's what did they say in the movie it's like if it's bad for you it's deemed like illegal so yeah anything that's even slightly bad for you like salt alcohol sex sex <laughs> we both thought of sex at the same time <laughs> wait,
1: wait. so back back to the technology though I think yeah. my I'm already getting into my favorite part of the movie but i think my favorite part of the movie is when they're discovering like the people that wesley snipes has hurt or killed and they're just watching this computer screen that has just the most <laughs> janky 3d generated animations that's like very slowly like hey uh murder death kill alert going to navigation area and they're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then they're like and then it's like of the engine room and they (laughs) like like, see the the guy on the ground uh and they're like uh life signs critical and they're like oh no oh my god and then it's like life signs failed he's dead they're just like all these the then string of events like
0: the part that morgan really laughed at with that part was that the computer gave, like, a little miniature obituary. It was, like, <laughs> oh, right when the guy yeah. died, <laughs> they were like, Carl Rogers, born 2001. <laughs> like, it's such... really prepared
1: for this. That's <sighs> right.
0: So weird. Yeah. The,
1: and they're in this society where, the co- like, the cops can't engage with violence.
0: Yeah, the guy, the cop who confronts... um Wesley snipes when he's at the f- telephone booth and he's asking his little like equivalent of you know an Apple watch or, or whatever he's asking it like maniac is right in front of me and is not obeying orders. how do I how do I deal with maniac? And that is kind of funny because like that is that is how we are growing as a society like now that we all have these yeah. smartphones in our pockets like anytime my car battery dies, I always have to go to YouTube and be like, how to jumpstart car. <laughs> it kind of
1: called it. It kind of called it. And what I thought yeah. was the funniest thing about that, that interaction, because it's literally Wesley Snipes at like an ATM that can serve a bunch of different things. Yeah. And the cops roll up and they're like, wow, what, are you, what do we do? He's saying no. And he watches essentially a YouTube video where he's like, how do I deal with the maniac? And then the little thing like is like this is what you say to the maniac like it actually repeats back the language that he uses it has like stick figures yeah and say or else at the end of your sentence
0: (laughs) repeat yes repeat the command in a firm tone and say or else yeah this this one was was wild for me because i haven't watched it in you know probably uh you know 15 years or 17 years or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I still remember everything about it. Like I still remember um, Sandra Bullock and like her fascination with the nineties. Like I remember their whole character arc. And one thing that I actually was able to appreciate more about this movie um, actually because of, because of the focus that we have had on like eighties and nineties action movies is that, there's, like, references to so many other action movies and kind of, like, it almost acts like a send-up of, of action movies at the same time as, as being one of them.
1: Yeah, because we- there's, there's a lot of one-liners in here and they're... Directly from other franchises, and yeah, so like the way that Sandra Bullock is
0: is always like misquoting things. She's like, "We're gonna blow you," and Sly Stallone is like, "Let's go
1: blow him." Yeah,
0: slice Stallone's like, "Blow it's him up, away. blow him up." Yeah, blow him up or whatever it is. But the one that like really stuck out to me as being particularly meta was in Sandy Sandy Bully's office. Like, I saw immediately the Lethal Weapon poster, and I was like, "Yes." But then did you notice that, oh, no, I missed that in the background? Yeah, you probably missed this one, too, because this one was even smaller. There was the bus from Speed. Oh, my God. Was on her.
1: Oh, wait, in her house? In, no, in her apartment? Not
0: in her apartment, in her office at the police department.
1: Oh, no. Like I'm a little shop. There would be a bunch of Easter eggs at her like, house, too, because she had like, this is my 20th century house.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, at in in her Man. police department, just that's where I saw the bus, and I was like, "That's fucking crazy." Because you're that's Sandy that's Bullies. Shit.
1: Oh my god, a callback to her own. A callback
0: to her hair own hair. like '90s, you know, over the top action flick. Um, what
1: did what? I, that's a, Sandy. So Sandra Bullock's role in this movie. Yes. Is so bizarre
0: to me. She's the I mean, but, she's kind of just the woman, but she's also kind of the sidekick. Like it's like a weird I don't Well, know. she's
1: the sidekick. She's the she's she's like, in quotation marks, the woman yes. that the executives are like, okay, let's have somebody hot on the screen that has no idea what they're doing and they gotta be handheld throughout everything, and that makes Sylvester Stallone look fucking amazing all the time. And her whole arc is At the end, the end of their movie, like her arc is thanking Sylvester Stallone for knocking her out. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this movie, I mean, to, to kind of finally get into what, what Morgan and I talked about, like about halfway through the movie, maybe not even halfway through, it was kind of like within the first third, this movie is extremely problematic, um, in the way (laughs) let's get that problematic music
1: have we used that before no
0: we've never used that before (laughs) we need to use we We should have been using that probably should be (laughs) i'll go back to all of the episodes and put it in every single one of them thank you but uh yeah i mean this movie is is problematic and in in the way that a lot of, of um, action movies are with like rogue cops because it, it kind of um, it celebrates the idea that like a cop that has access to like guns and he's a strong man and he can fight well, like he's the answer to all of our problems. There's like this fantasy that, you know, a Jack Bauer from 24 or like Mel Gibson from lethal weapon, like a cop who's just unhinged, is is like the thing and i know that this movie is a little bit of a send-up and i know that it's it shouldn't be taken seriously at all but it is a little bit But
1: it takes itself so seriously i mean there's a whole giant movie about it
0: yeah it it's it it kind of like in the beginning morgan was like does it know that it's because we we debated about that too like does it does it take itself seriously or does it not like we couldn't really tell but it, it was definitely something that, you know, in, in 2020, with being more and more aware of police brutality um, and, you know, the how well-armed the police department is, it was so ridiculous to be like, oh, okay, now we're finally in this utopia where nobody has any guns. But the only way to solve this problem is to bring back guns. Like, that's it's so, so af- fucking crazy.
1: After I watched this movie, I like I kind of sat there and I just thought to myself, anybody that you know openly uses the term like snowflake for somebody that kind of aligns themselves with like a more like very like liberal mindset, yeah, they would sink their teeth yeah. into this movie because yeah, really it's would. like it, it it absolutely shows see it's it's i could just see somebody going like see yeah this is what happens when you take everything everybody becomes little snowflakes and they don't know how to <laughs> beat up a bad guy not to demonize anybody that yeah, has yeah. different political beliefs than me but i mean this this is just like oh yeah you're no. somebody up for like a, a home run with this one.
0: well it's it's so ridiculous right because it's it's like Okay, so you're really telling me that we will grow towards, uh, you know, a society where we don't put salt in our food anymore? Like, that was another thing that was so ridiculous about watching it is, like, the the way you that... You
1: also need salt in your food. Like, yeah, that's, actually, that's salt a, is...
0: A I mean, this is our... <laughs> let's have a little... Let's spend the rest of the episode just talking about the importance of maintaining an appropriate salt level. Um, if you have low blood pressure... No, but like it just is so it's such a stupid fantasy that a lot of those those kinds of people that you're talking about like that's the direction they go in anytime you mention something like hey maybe responsible gun control they're like oh then nobody can have a gun it's like well that's obviously not what we're saying we're just saying that maybe you don't need a bump stock maybe you don't need a fucking machine gun like maybe you need a hunting rifle that can take one shot at a time because you're supposed to be using it just for hunting, but it but that that like level of um, of critical thinking is is just completely gone with with a movie like this. That it's like yeah. here's what vegans are gonna do if if vegans and vegetarians continue to take over. Guess what? Nobody's ever gonna eat meat again. Why was Rob Schneider in this movie? Why was Rob Schneider in this movie? Let's really talk about <laughs>
1: what's important. That cameo, did they do it? I'm confused because did they do it because of his character on SNL?
0: I don't know. Like
1: they I were think... like, "Oh, Rob Schneider's really funny at making copies. Let's make him like a uh, uh, somebody that wo- like a desk
0: jockey." <laughs> I don't know. He was throwing up in that scene where the they were watching that cop die. You remember that? That was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of the only the only part that I was I was I was kind of triggered by that part that the movie does that thing that like celebrates cops. And it I mean, I know most other movies do that too, but this one really did it in a very like black and white way. Like at least with Lethal Weapon you kind of understand that like Mel Gibson has PTSD and so he struggles with mental yeah. mental health things and and there's this older cop who's gonna kind of like walk him through and work him through stuff. This it just was like, like he literally before he jumps out of the helicopter, Sly Stallone says, "You gotta, you gotta use a maniac to catch a maniac."
1: Well, <laughs> I'm, I guess it was just that period of the '90s because I'm trying to think of who the, who was this movie for and why why was it significant that they make this movie because. I too was trying to figure out whether or not this movie was trying to be serious about what it was doing or it was, you know, it was kind of poking fun of itself. And I think it was taking itself. I think after watching it just once that it was take, it was this, they were doing this seriously. They were not doing ironically, but they, it was self-aware for Mm. a lot of the movie because I look at this and I'm like, well, I guess there was that period in the nineties where they thought that and i mean granted it happened a lot that there was just this market for completely mindless action with big celebrities in it
0: yeah
1: uh and that would be enough honestly i don't really like um sylvester stallone as like this kind of character Mm. i mean maybe i'm saying that only because i really am familiar with like rambo and uh,
0: I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know Rambo Rocky. or Rocky, so I, I couldn't really well, well, weigh in.
1: Well, Rambo is he's a he's a uh, he's a vet he's a vet, and he comes like back a veterinarian. To the States. Yes, <laughs> so he's trying to save all these animals, and everybody's chasing him <laughs> through the woods. He's like, they drew blood first, <laughs> and he's literally trying to like sew animals back up in a little lab coat. They won't leave him alone. Oh, no, he plays it. He plays, a, I think, a Vietnam vet and he's, you know, he's. it's actually kind of a sad movie if you go back and watch it because he's suffering from PTSD and he doesn't know how to re- reestablish himself in society and mm. everybody's treating him like a fucking bum so he... I think he attacks a cop and it causes him to run in the woods. And you're watching him just try to survive and deal with mental illness. And Rocky, those movies are very personal. Like, it's yeah. you're just watching this person. Those ones,
0: I'm more familiar with them, honestly, because of Creed. So like I feel like yeah. through watching Creed, I'm kind of like, oh okay, there's there's some character development going on there. It, with this, it was literally just nothing. It was literally
1: there's nothing. There's no there's no substance. Yeah. Which is I don't I don't think Stallone is interesting enough to do that kind of stuff. Like at least Ooh. with
0: that's <laughs> so true I'm, though. No, it's true because with tr- Arnold you can do it. Like for whatever reason, he is charismatic enough that he can be in something where you're like i don't know what's happening jason
1: statham and bruce willis you're just kind of captivated captivated by them but with stallone i need more it's like harrison ford if he's just playing himself
0: Mm. and there's
1: not like something blowing up i'm not interested
0: Hmm. yeah i think that i think that's a very very fair point any anything else you need to mention before we get into a rating
1: I loved it. so I forget the actor's name, but the the associate of the like corporation guy. Oh yeah, the guy uh, kind of
0: looks like Eric Stonestreet from uh, from Modern Family.
1: Well, yes, he's also in uh, Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, okay, I've never and seen that. he
1: has like the same character type, like his mannerisms and things. and I was just it was a delight seeing that because I love <laughs> seeing him.
0: Aw, all right, Josh, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready. We, as in you and me, not we, as in me and Morgan. <laughs> She's not here today. She can't. She can't bail you out. All right, Josh. Do you give 1993's Demolition Man a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, baby? <laughs> I think I'm going to give
1: this one a classic uh, blow and throw. Uh,
0: is that one that you have given others?
1: Uh, no, but it's just classic. <laughs> okay,
0: what does that mean?
1: So blow for I'm making the Sylvester Stallone face like yeah. you know um, Sylvester Stallone. We're gonna blow blow this up. <laughs> 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 I'm holding a gun, Christ. <laughs> and then throw for I'm throwing this in the trash.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: I actually have some recommendations prepared this time. Like that's how that's how uh, prepared I was to talk about this. Uh, but I couldn't really enjoy this movie that much, mm. namely because it had the trappings of things that I would like in a campy '90s movie. Uh, but I didn't have the nostalgia bone. Like it sounds like you had a little bit because I didn't. I didn't grow up with yeah, it. Yeah, had a little bone. And he had, a little, he had a little bone bone touching. And, and all of those elements that we talked about where the movie is relatively problematic and one-dimensional with its characters, I just do not envision seeing this again unless it's for a completely ironic reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a fair... I mean, for, for me, I, I'm not going to give it a crazy rating, but i i would agree basically like uh, i'll i'll eject and reject it um but it's fun like it, it's kind of a fun romp if you if you have nostalgic memories of this movie um you might get something out of watching it again um it's you know it's kind of interesting but there there's movies that that i'll i'll recommend that do this kind of it's
1: cool seeing wesley snipes in like a an action role in this style yeah
0: and you know what i i actually is fun with it i actually liked wesley snipes in this movie i don't i don't think we really talked about that enough but i like he does a good job i thought he did a good job he committed he was very engaging like he was very charismatic it was he he did a really good job of playing off of sylvester stallone's kind of like more seriousness um, I, I thought that they had okay chemistry. I don't know how possible it is to have great chemistry with Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's
1: like having having chemistry with like a brick wall. Like you know, you could take a photo against it, but you can't play with it.
0: <laughs> That's a thing that everybody says. You can you can take a photo yeah. against it, but you can't play with it. Um. Yeah. So you know, I, that part of it was okay. So yeah, I don't I don't exactly see myself going going back to it. Um, but i do and we've already mentioned it before and we've already watched it for the podcast but i think the clear recommendation for this movie um is to instead watch um uh austin powers um it 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 is like solidly a comedy you don't have to guess as to whether or not it's a comedy like this one you kind of have to be like are they taking themselves seriously i'm not exactly sure that one is very much like oh no 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 we know that it's a comedy um and it's amazing like it is so consistently good um and I think it just deals with the whole time travel thing a lot better like they use that as a as a narrative device in the movie yeah whereas with this one it just is like hey look what the future might be like
1: yeah it's pretty bleak like you are a criminal so you're just going to get frozen for a certain period of time you're going to have no ability to change or reform you're just going to get injected with things that make your synapses do things they want you to
0: do yeah that's i mean that's another thing that we didn't even really talk about but like it's pretty fucking horrifying that they yeah. that they do that and like that kind of does play into the whole fantasy of like well they're criminals and they just deserve anything that comes their way um it's probably a good thing we didn't
1: we're not suggesting this movie out to people no
0: no no this one is definitely you know it it can it it can die uh oh do do you have a recommendation for something i i i know that whenever i ask i do
1: you're not used to asking me this in fact at the last episode we did you didn't even ask i didn't even ask you and then
0: some of our guests have been like why don't you ask josh (laughs) i'm like because you don't know
1: sometimes you can't assume okay you're right you have to ask me and give me the ability to say no okay
0: josh do you don't skip me i will not skip you you're pretty do you have and i'm not not skipping you just because you're pretty do you have recommendations for what people should watch instead of 1993s Nah, not really no
1: no i don't (gasps) Uh, i so You gave a good recommendation for the story elements of the movie. I think if somebody wants to watch something that is a 90s movie and tries to tell a movie through the lens of what they perceive as, like, a neo-future kind of, like, police state uh, type setting, and I think a great movie for that that does it a lot better is Total Recall
0: okay okay
1: have you ever seen that one
0: i feel like i have but i you know what i probably haven't and it's arnold right so
1: it's it's arnold schwarzenegger like of course and it's him on a colony in mars and he gets his memory messed with with a machine and he's trying to figure out what re- what's real and what isn't while like crimes are happening and there's a lot of action but that's also another movie where they try to put in a lot of tech and a lot of this like this is what police and crime fighting is like now in the future and it's very wonky and campy and cheesy but it's a lot more fun and a lot more believable just because the characters are more three dimensional and everything's a little bit more yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in like 15 years, so it might be garbage, but mm. I remember it using a lot of the things that this movie tries to do and just doing it better. Hmm.
0: Well, that, yeah, that's a, that's a good recommendation, at least for me. I mean, I know that's a popular movie, but I, I have not seen it. So hopefully we will, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get around to it. Well, thank you all so much for, for listening to yet another episode of tapes, 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 uh, audio mixing and music all the original music is done by yours truly evan william crockett the artwork for our podcast is done by the wonderful lovely and talented kersey barrett torme you can find her on instagram at made by kersey k-e-r-s-e-y and our podcast is produced by josh bowen josh you want to tell the fine foin folks how they can uh support the podcast
1: Yeah, you can find us on Patreon. We've got a little Patreon. Mm. It's Patreon slash tapes, 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 and uh, you can go on there. Uh, We've got three tiers. Uh, You want to chuck a couple shekels at us to keep this thing going, (laughs) and we've got one of the tiers actually has stickers, merch. Uh, That's that's the big payoff.
0: Nice. Yeah, I I I need Uh, to get one of those stickers.
1: Yeah, we keep saying that every episode, and neither of us do it. I know. They exist. (laughs) I might do it, actually. I'm going to do it after this. uh, That's my
0: commitment to you, is I'm going to do it after this recording session.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, Evan. (laughs) I believe you.
0: All right. Well, thank you again, all, for listening. We love you. We mean it, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next week, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye.